What's up guys? Welcome to Fitter Food Radio. This is episode 155 and it's me, Matt Whitmore, with Keris Marsden. How are you doing? I'm grand. How are you? I'm good. It's Friday. It's Friday now. Isn't it weird how you still get that Friday feeling even when... I'm working tomorrow, actually, so it's not. Even, oh, yeah. It's a Thursday for me, really, but I feel like it's Friday. I don't know. I still get yeah. excited about Friday. Yeah, I suppose like um, <laughs> we have a routine where you know it's almost like a mutual agreement that Friday nights is proper chill night with a film. Yeah, like we're yeah. both on that level. Yeah. Whereas during the week, you know, Monday to Thursday, sometimes like one of us is still working or both of us are still working, and we don't fully disengage brain in the evening it's a bad habit we've kind yeah. of got back into but friday is that kind of it's that mutual yep we both like switch off chill you, you always try and push down the cocoa solids on a friday which just makes me laugh because you always push down the cocoa solids what's that mean so we've always got chocolate in the cupboard with a range of cocoa solids from basically like 90 85 percent 70 and then occasionally 60 65 now proper, as well, the proper stuff. basically milk chocolate the good stuff <laughs> good milk chocolate yeah the friday night stash and then you always get out on a friday and then i'll be like i'm not gonna ha- i'm not bothered because i get into a habit of actually really loving really bitter strong mm. chocolate you 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 keep it and <laughs> save the other stuff but, for me but then when i start having the milk chocolate then i find the bitter not as nice well, yeah, then don't touch it. I know. <laughs> so Leave it every be. Friday you go out and you're like, it's Friday night, which means yeah. we're going 60%. Yeah. <laughs> but what's funny is sometimes we'll have been out maybe on a Thursday and you've had like a dessert and maybe we did something on a Tuesday or even a Monday or maybe we're on, even on holiday and every night has been something. And you'll still come yeah. out and go, yeah, but it's Friday night. It's <laughs> Friday. So you have to have something that means it's... it's it's different. Symbolises. Yeah. yeah. Something a bit risky. Hey. <laughs> it's how it should be. But is that a bad thing? No, because it doesn't, it, it's not a, it's not like you do it in excess necessarily anyway. No, only on a Friday, and that's Tuesday, if, even Thursday. Even if you try to, I'm like, <laughs> rain it in, it's really expensive, that chocolate. You can't eat like boatloads yeah. of it. You might just get like a multi-pack of twirls or something instead. Yeah. The difference between good and bad chocolate cost-wise is... Is something else, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, substantial, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But it's good because it kind of keeps you accountable to not eating too much of it if you eat some of the good stuff. But I genuinely also feel like when you have the real 85, 90%, you can't go mad with it. I do sometimes eat too much of it, admittedly. Yeah, but no, I agree with that. But you do start to feel pretty rough if you push it because it's so bitter and strong and, and high in the fat. So I do say it's milk chocolate. But. And also, I suppose, what uh, what's the, um, the caffeine content of the darker chocolate? Yeah, it's quite. I think it's something like. I remember looking at it when I was doing a caffeine video. It was, it was higher than I thought. Maybe it's like in dark chocolates, like ten to twenty milligrams. So you know, if you are obviously having that late at night, smashing a load of that after dinner. Yeah, yeah. some people are really sensitive to it. And oh, like, yeah. yeah, I've heard people say, clients and whatnot, like I literally can't have dark chocolate. It makes me jittery and wired, and because mm. they don't have any caffeine, so even the smallest amount, you can be really caffeine sensitive. You are likely more caffeine sensitive if you don't drink coffee and the yeah, and yeah. Have caffeinated beverages like Coke and stuff. So you just like to feel it a little bit more. But also, I think some people are just more they're more stressed. They feel they can it can give some people get um, palpitations with it. Well, from chocolate. Yeah, but it's not just the caffeine in it. There's other things in chocolate that can give you palpitations as well. Just like same with coffee. It's not always the caffeine necessarily. This isn't a chocolate episode, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> but I could talk about chocolate forever. Probably could. Why don't you start your own podcast? Yeah. Chocast. 
That'd be good, wouldn't it? The Chocast. Look go, at that. Go around the world asking people about the origins of chocolate, chocolate stories, so, yeah. how chocolate saved your life. The <laughs> thing is, no one really cares. Everything do you they? need to know about chocolate. Well, just give me the chocolate. <laughs> I don't want to know the. I don't want to know the story. Just give me the chocolate. Chocolate is interesting though. When you look at the history of it, where we, we actually had it for the Aztecs for kind of like medicinal benefit because we had it. It was you know basically tasted amazing, but also does have medicinal benefits to it and it helps with serotonin levels. No, but it doesn't taste it. amazing, though. What, chocolate? I know you're talking about, like, the bitter, the, the, the cacao now yeah. instead. Yeah, but that's when they mixed it with... Sugar. Milk. <laughs> milk, yeah. But when you look at the history of it and just how we've bastardised it and like what we now know as chocolate is not chocolate, it's milk and sugar, essentially. Yeah. But those that combination is just so addictive. And that's why when you look at what you can eat at night, so like say you're sat in front of the sofa, like that kind of confectionery, you can just, there's no end to it. You, you can just, just keep eat going, and eat right? and eat yeah. because your, your brain overrides the kind of stomach going, this is, I'm full, it's too much. And so this you know, you used to get the, um, the large bars of the like, dairy milk. Yeah. Oh my God. Just, <laughs> just no problem yeah. to eat one of the, I'm talking about the big, the big bars. Yeah, yeah, do you know I what I mean? Know. Like absolutely no no drama at all. Yeah, like you say, the darker stuff. Yeah, I remember just, getting a kilo, just not as a kilo of dairy milk off my mum once. Do you remember those big kilo bars? Yeah, yeah. I remember getting that one Easter, and I just joined a gym, and I'm sure I must have told this story. Mum got me a, a a brand new sports crop top, and a kilo of dairy milk. And everyone was like, "That's just me." Yeah. <laughs> like, well, at least the crop top's going to keep you accountable. To not, it's a balanced present. <laughs> not eating all that in one go. It's a very balanced gift, that. Mm. Um, There's something else I was just going to say about chocolate. You've made me remember. Oh, wow. And I've forgotten. Never mind. Let's else. move on. Let's keep talking about <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Uh, oh, we are going to... You see, I like stories. Do you? I like personal stories. Personal stories about health and, you know, just don't like biographies. Do you? And I thought... I'm going to ask you to tell your personal story. To tell you my life story. Yeah, but about your diet. Okay. And I know we've done a little bit on this before because you've talked about going through phases where you were kind of looking at your physique and you dropped out fats and thought fats were bad and things like that. But I thought it'd be really nice to go through your kind of your diet timeline mm. and share some of the things because you have a very impressive physique and I think people are quite oh, interested. Thanks you know, for noticing. Like, <laughs> do you, are you like counting macros? Each and, to their own. And, and um, I think... What's quite unusual about you is it's like you don't overthink the detail and you you really believe that this is probably the way that most people should be in terms of wanting to get, you know, the results that they want with, with their kind of strength training and their and their general body composition. But I thought it'd be good to also go through some of the things that, that we've tried together, some things that I have absolutely forced you to do as part of my own studying journey where I'm like, <laughs> we need to do this, Matt. And like you've gone, all right then, like yeah, dragging okay. your heels. But what's been your experience of it? And also, what have you taken away? So when people ask your opinion of, you know, a gluten-free diet, um, carb cycling, a paleo diet, a keto diet, those types of things, like what is your opinion of them? And mm. and essentially, how have you got to the kind of model of nutrition that you yeah. are now? Yes. I think that would be an interesting story, so I'm going to ask you about it. Cool. Well. But can we have the abridged version? Yeah. <laughs> Start with breastfeeding. I can't, I can't I can't make any any promises. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Like, I suppose, like you know, like many people, I've been on like a massive journey with my my diet and and whatnot over the years. And ironically, I suppose you know, and, and I won't 
repeat myself because we have done podcasts on this before, you know, I've gone through phases where when my, it was almost like the healthier I was trying to be, the the unhealthier I was. Do you know what I mean? Like, whereas now that I'm probably, well, much more relaxed with my my nutrition and even my training now, I, I feel so much better for it. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's it's a difficult one because, you know, when people say, oh, you know, what what diet do you follow? And it's such a tough one to answer because I can't give a word or a name of a diet because I suppose the point where I'm at now is like I'm so far from giving my diet a label. Yeah. And it's like I just eat nutritional food most of the time yeah, yeah. With, a, with a chunk of ice cream here and there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. It's, it's, and I think it's something that I urge people to do of like, you know, why, since when, when did we have to start labeling the diet that we eat? Do yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. when does it have to have like an actual name? And, and I just feel that for me i just think like have principles of what you do with with your diet and just go with it and enjoy a bit of what what you fancy um and that's about it really so <laughs> <laughs> the next episode we'll detail my diet journey <laughs> but the thing is it's like obviously i can say all of this now but i have been through a bit of a a wild ride so to speak you know i, I have done the whole calorie restriction but without consciously counting calories that just kind of came from you know like you said earlier taking fats out of my diet because I thought fat was the enemy drastically reducing my portion sizes because I just thought well you know less food's going to get me shredded and build loads of muscle you know like the irony you know and you even said around your experience of kind of going low fat was I mean arguably this could be made worse by going low fat but was probably more a kind of symptom of state of mind you're in at this time you were an absolute control freak about it and you yeah. said like full-on arguments with your nan at the time yeah. you're only a teenager and you'd come home and she'd want to put like want to sneak egg yolks into me um, in your egg white omelet yeah. and, and you'd like fall out and then like proper you got aggressive about it and then said like she it, lied to me that's yeah. why <laughs> yeah. she told me there was only one yolk <laughs> and, <laughs> But also when you think about the fact that low fat diets do have a massive impact, like we need fats for, for, yeah. for brain function, for hormone health and for testosterone. And, you know, like you said, the big change for you is then reading a strength coach saying about the word testosterone, I think, with men is really appealing. This is what I've noticed. A buzzword. Yeah, testosterone and muscle. And, and like you yeah. start to drop those phrases in. Again, I don't want to you know stereotype too much here but sometimes it's about finding a way to help someone overcome a fear of a food or a perception about nutrition or a diet that kind of links in with like other things that they value and feel are really important and hormones is always one and one of the tactics I sometimes use when I'm speaking to people almost like subliminally is I know what symptoms they'll be suffering from because they've gone super low fat or super low carb or have dropped out all kind of animal products and maybe I'm thinking you're low in iron and zinc and I just know how you're going to feel in that situation. Yeah. And I'll often start to paint a picture of that. And then suddenly they're like, God, yeah, you're right. I do feel like that. And you, you said yourself, eventually the lack of energy even just got to you, didn't it? And yeah, to yeah. the point where, you know, you kind of said massively compromised mood health and mental health. I mean, sorry. Yeah. But, well, well, yeah. I mean, like my, my, my mood was through the floor because I suppose I was a, I was kind of a prisoner of my own, 
doing really yeah, you know yeah. like I'd, I'd got to that point where you know i wasn't enjoying the foods i was eating because it was all about making it as bland as possible because i was taking out all the fats i was taking out all the stuff that tasted good and i was also training because i felt i had to there was an obligation to train rather than a, a general want or a passion to train which was why i started training i've always loved training i've always enjoyed that aspect of things and it was it sucked really to to go through that stage in my life where it felt like a burden and it felt like this something had such a hold over me that i just couldn't miss it because i just knew how horrendous i'd feel and how guilty i'd feel so as a result it was like you know i just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and you never do that now like i've never seen you train back to back to back because you feel like you've overindulged in pizzas and bread no, or hell anything. No. You, you absolutely it's almost like it sent you in the opposite direction and when you've kind of eat in a certain way the first thing you do is go well I'm going back to a normal routine now mm. so I'm just going to train like I normally would and I'm going to eat like I normally would you don't try and implement severe deficits no, or do extra sessions you don't have that reactive response anymore and it's it's interesting maybe because it happened to you in your teens you look at people now doing this in their 40s 50s 60s and you're yeah. like how are you still living your life like that yeah. you know like, that's a that's a prison sentence right there we, we spoke about this before on, on a few occasions like in the when you're younger, you look at those that are in there, even like late teens. I remember when I was younger and I saw someone as eight who was 18 as like a proper grown-up. <laughs> oh, you're 18, you're like well grown up. And then of course, that's not the case at all. No, no. Like you're, you're, not, you're not even close to being grown up at 18. But then even like... And you also think they're sussed it with nutrition yeah. and things like that. And you don't but, think but you're still doing this kind of stuff in your... But like you, know, you said, we work with people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s yeah, yeah. that still have these battles with exercise and nutrition. And like, like we realised ages ago that it's not the, there's not this universal age that people get to and it's like, oh, I've got my whole life figured out now. I've got to this age. Everything's great. I know where I'm going. I'm, you know... I know how much to exercise, my nutrition's all sorted, you know, everything's as as it should be. Like, that's just not how it happens at all. And I think I'm very fortunate in a way that I got a lot of this figured out early on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. and, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. Not to say that I have got it all sussed, because I haven't. Because, you know, I, I'm always learning. I'm, I'm always like, you know, I'm on a journey just like everybody else. And I still overindulge from time to time and I'm a bit like, oh God, you know, I've eaten too much or I've had a few too many whiskeys and, and whatever it may be. But I'm better now at just moving on from it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, it's, it go. it's whatever. Do and you- also, I don't think you're looking for new answers. So we, again, see a lot of people constantly researching, listening to podcasts, looking for the magic bullet, looking for the right answers, looking for what they're missing. Yeah. And you're never doing any of that because you're like, no, I pretty much know the fundamentals of nutrition now of yeah. what I need to do and where I might need to tidy up every now and then. And sometimes you're motivated to tidy up and sometimes you're not. And that's, mm. but again, you don't necessarily focus on the nutrition. You normally go away and focus on the bigger picture. And, and then it, sometimes you'll say to me, don't buy the crap in this week. Cause yeah. we, we literally, I mean, so weirdly I give you a hard time, but it's me that buys the 60% yeah. or whatever. Oh, cheers, like. <laughs> yeah. but it's just a trick. <laughs> yeah. Just like fill the cupboards full of, full of goodies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then like t- <laughs> take a note of how long it takes for it to all <laughs> to be eaten. To, no. So I do buy you the 65% lint because it, 
and then it's decent chocolate. But to be honest, people give us so much stuff, don't they? Like we never, yeah. even our neighbour drops stuff around because they're, they're posties and they get given a load of stuff. They're like, they come Good around with all this, and we don't know how to say no. Like it looks rude, doesn't it? So we're like, okay, then. It doesn't look rude, no. <laughs> but but we, 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 anyway, deep down anyway. I don't want to say no. Yeah. <laughs> no give me that. Save that for later. Yeah, I'll have that. Save that for Friday. Although sometimes I find myself saying yes to things that like, I know I actually don't. Want. Want, but, but I'm like... But I'll have it anyway. Can't, can't resist a freebie. <laughs> yeah. Free food, yeah. <laughs> Waste not, want not. But but, but, so I was going to say, there's a difference, I think, in you and that you're never looking. I think you feel quite confident in, like you said, the principles of nutrition that that you need to follow. But did you not follow the, the, the natural swing for the majority of the world, I think, was like the low-fat 80s followed by the carb-phobic 90s so with Atkins and stuff. So when you added fats back in and you did that reading Ian King's yeah. article in Men's Health about men need fats and it's really important for testosterone and, and muscle building and stuff like that, did you then not... Well, it was, that, it was also that overall message of like, you know, that kind of to get big, you need to eat big. You yeah, know, if yeah. you're not eating enough, you're going to yeah. struggle to pack on size and, and yeah, whatnot. And, which you wanted to do, obviously. And at the time, luckily, that was a real it had a very big influence on me, yeah. you know what I mean? And I'm not necessarily easily influenced, but on this occasion, maybe it's because like subconsciously it's what I wanted to see. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like I wanted to read that the opposite of what I was currently doing, which I hated, yeah. was what was what was, was what was required. Do you it, see what I mean? You were quite lucky in that position, I would say, because when they look at studies on eating disorders and even, even now what we might call orthorexia or disordered eating, the, the lack of nutrients and that's total energy going in and then the lack of maybe micronutrients or macros if you've dropped out mm. fats or you've dropped out carbs but you know you start to go low maybe in some of the kind of vit- vitamins and minerals it almost drives the I would say this the, the, the again the kind of brain chemical balance that's associated with obsessive compulsive behaviors and mm. um, kind of control controlling behavior just general controlling behaviors maybe even addiction and and they kind of say what comes first is it that the diet causes the then almost like addiction to the eating disorder or the control mechanism that you you refuse to let go of yeah. or, or is there a predisposition to that the load it's very multifaceted so many things can yeah. trigger that behavior emotional stuff goes on genetics you know bullying all these types of things can be associated with it but what they often say is people get stuck and because you haven't got the nutrition there it's and you're not balancing blood sugars you're so prone to anxiety low serotonin that you're way more likely to kind of reinforce the disordered eating because it, it's what you feel. It's like your safe zone, your comfort zone, or it's your control in yeah. a situation you can't control. So the fact that you rescued yourself kind of in time there or the article rescued you, but why didn't you, <laughs> I'm like kind of speaking as someone who would naturally then, because my brain was so influenced by diet culture that then I swing I would have swung back to like, oh, right, so if fats are okay, mm. carbs are the problem. And then obviously you've got Atkins kind of kicking in in the background. I remember my parents doing Atkins and lo- losing loads of weights, but you wait, but you never got influenced by that, did you? Where were you for the Atkins revolution? <laughs> like, well, the thing is, like, obviously, I can't even remember. Obviously, I knew of the Atkins diet and stuff like that, but you never I suppose. Got by it. No, no, because the impression I always got of it, it was like you could just eat as much protein and fat as you wanted. And I remember watching a program once where there was this guy that was just smashing like loads of eggs, bacon and cheese and all of that. And as much as I love eggs, bacon and cheese, 
it just didn't appeal to me. Right. Do you know what I mean? Because I think I was quite health conscious at a young age as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I knew the importance of like fruit and vegetables and, and stuff like that. Plus, I enjoyed those things. But yeah. Isn't, so- it, weird? Is it, isn't it interesting that you apply such a rational response to that? Yet so many people everywhere went... Right, so we just eat cream then and yeah. cook bacon in cream. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone else just went, saw the heart attacks. Like, what? I'm not saying cholesterol is associated with heart attacks, but it's almost like decades of information about something yeah. was just wiped out for weight loss, wasn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, we're yeah. So that took like, yeah. But yeah. To have that, that quick win. But I suppose like, it was always drummed into me, luckily, like from, from my family, you know, like my mum, my, my nan, my granddad, you know, like vegetables home-cooked meals hearty meals and this kind of thing and plus even at a young age i was reading men's health men's fitness and whatnot and they're yeah, always yeah. talking about those kind of things you know they're not pushing atkins diets or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or fad diets or, or, yeah. or whatever even though there's a lot of like contradicting information in these magazines i was probably i was too young to to notice that at the time well i went through these stages of being a human dustbin as my, <laughs> my mum and nan always used to call me to then going through my kind of phase of restriction yeah which kind of just came from my own you invented something i did invent it because it was and and i've spoken about this before where i'd kind of you know not not to brag but for 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 a young lad i had a pretty decent physique because i was big into my training from a very young age so i suppose like my physique stood out to other kids my age because they didn't train yeah do you know what i mean like and you start to get a bit of a reputation where even like some of the PE teachers at school and like the PE teachers are always the cool teachers, right? Because yeah. they were normally into sport themselves and whatever. And <laughs> Mine was always out the back smoking. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Yeah. laughs> caught me. Yeah. You know, like, and even like, you know, one of the PE teachers, Mr. Lloyd, he was a basketball player. He was like six foot eight, six foot 10, whatever, massive. And even he used to like comment on like my physique. And he was like, bloody hell, man, like, you know, like for, for your age, like you've got a really impressive physique. And those kind of things, like it's when you start getting that kind of feedback and you start, I suppose, gaining a bit of a reputation, it fuels the desire to to do more, to be more, to achieve more. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So in my head, it was like, well, then I'll start training more and I'll start eating less and do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, because, yeah, yeah. you know, that was the the logic that I came up with based yeah. on the information that I knew. But then, of course, that started to take me down a very... Dark path. A, yeah, very dark path. Because all of a sudden, it was, like I said, it, it just took out all the enjoyment for me. It is really hard with that positive reinforcement in it. I think everyone needs the kind of, well done, you've done awesome. Yeah. Well done on losing the weight. But equally, sometimes it's so... Because it's just such... It is the dialogue that we just have all yeah. the time. We've spoken about our kind of parents and grandparents' generation where they, they just do it. They talk about it all the time, don't they? Do you know so-and-so? Yeah, oh, two yeah. stone. Yeah, two stone yeah. lost. It's all about the, yeah, about the weight so So fat, got so yeah. fat. And it's like, it's really hard because there's behind the numbers, the stones, the kilos, is a person mm. who's facing a lot of battles with yeah, it. Yeah. But, you know, I think all of us need to have that awareness of, paying compliments to people when they're on a journey, but then not making them feel defined by those compliments, which is what you became essentially for a short period of time. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know... Gosh, if I'm not this, then what will I be? (laughs) (laughs) And, but, I mean, it went on for, for... for, for quite a long time. I can't remember exactly now, but we are talking years, you know, that I was in this kind of, in this kind of dark place with it all. And... But with the... And I think... When you kind of then got the balance back, have you then ever been swayed again or triggered 
because that's the other thing I find very aspiring, inspiring about you is people comment on your physique all the time, but you're not triggered and I'm triggered really easily. And I, I don't know if that is kind of a male female thing or not. But and why that I mean people feel that when we worked in the gym, we've mentioned this before, people think it's fine to walk up to you and go, You're looking leaner than you have been in a while, what you're doing. But also like you know, you've been on the carbs this weekend and your face is looking a bit rounder. And 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 it gets to the point where even I my jaw will drop sometimes at what people say to you. And I sometimes think it might be a let's bring him down a peg or two. Yeah. But But you're never triggered by it though. Well, I don't know. I used to be a bit more triggered by it. Yeah. Like but more so in a not in a way that I kind of felt like I had to do something. Yeah. But it would just annoy me that someone's (laughs) like said that type thing. And and it does kind of make you think, oh what what's you know, why why have they said that? You know, why you know, have I do I look a bit softer or or you know what's changed? What have I done differently type thing. But I think I'm just very, very lucky. Well, I, I say I'm lucky, you know, I've, I've been through it, you know, like I've said, you know, I've been on a bit of a, a bit of a journey, but I'm at a point now where I honestly couldn't give a shit what people think of my physique now. I really couldn't care less. Like, I, cause it's like, well, thank you for your input, but cool. I'm going to be cracking on with my life. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So if someone wants to make a comment with like my calves or my legs or, or, oh, we used to be leaner or whatever. I'm like, Honestly, I don't care. I really don't because you know why? Because I'm in a pl- I'm at a point now where um I, I love my training. I'm pretty damn fit. I've got a decent physique, and I'm just and I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm a bit like you know if someone needs to make that comment about me or anyone else for that matter to in some shape or form make them feel a little bit a little bit better, it's like you're welcome. I'm glad I could help you there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. and don't get me wrong. Like I said, it's not always been like this. Like I, you know, I used to be a little bit triggered, and it used to irritate me a little bit, and would kind of fuel that kind of reaction. Yeah, right. and I suppose like of wanting to feeling like I just need to be doing more. Yeah, yeah. to just yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like that's how it triggers everyone. I think you think you go back to something that you felt quite confident in, and like comfortable with to then questioning everything yeah and then every single meal macros should you eat should you not eat and it, then you spiral again yeah like and it's and, horrible but 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 luckily i've never gone quite to that point do you see what i mean like yeah. i've kind of nipped it in the bud beforehand beforehand and like because after i did go through that that you know that that dark phase <laughs> if you want to call it that of just like massive restriction I, I did go through a period of going right the other way where I was almost too excessive with things because it was almost like a bit of a, a bit of a rebellion. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it was almost like that I'd gone part, I'd, I'd come out of that phase, I'd come out the other side and now it was a bit like I can eat what I want. Do you know what I mean? And, and That's I, actually what, treatment for eating disorders. It's kind of eat all the food. Oh, is like, it? Eat the junk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and orthorexia and, you know, but, it's like have everything, get over that phobia, yeah. which is... Oh, no, and I certainly did, <laughs> let me tell you. Although it didn't happen straight away. I, I'll never forget this time, right? I can't remember how old I was, but I was in my teens and I was at, um, it was in the summer holidays on the school break and I was at my nan and granddad's caravan in Stratford-upon-Avon and I was kind of starting to go into this, like, I need to eat more to get big blah 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 that's what this guy says and I bought myself a packet of macadamia nuts yeah 
because it was like they were listed as an example. Eat macadamia nuts because they're like they're they're really high in like good quality fats and all of that. So I bought this packet of macadamia nuts and started like smashing them right. And and I was like, well, you know, these are really nice. Oh, and they're really, really good for me. Then I looked on the back and saw how much fat was in them per 100 grams. And I almost had like a panic attack. Oh, really? How much are you eating? Because bearing in mind for for a few years, I was in this whole fats are bad. Low fat is the way forward. And I'm like, oh, my God, like I've just eaten 100 grams of fat in like 30 seconds, like it seems. And I remember like really, really freaking out. What have I done? What have I done? Like just riddled with guilt. Which, you know, things when you talk about it just sounds really daft. Do you know what I mean? No, but at I the time... Everyone, everyone listening I'm, has been in a really similar position. Most people. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. By the way, the stats, when you listen to the stats on dieting, sorry to interrupt you, I think they are actually incredible. I heard um, Megan Crabb, who does body positive stuff, talks about them and it was something like 90% of adults question what they're eating or think about their body composition 13 times a day. Really? Yeah, it's like wow. crazy and... and there was some more, I can't, can't remember more off the top of my head, but 54%, I did remember this one, said they would rather lose a year of their life to get the, the right body. Wow. And uh, there was another one that was kind of kind of remarkable as well, but just weird how the, the lengths, yeah. how much of it fills our kind of thoughts and yeah. emotions and how, how much, much we are tied we, up. we place on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, to food. And I think it's also a reflection on like the other aspects of your life sometimes and the the education stability and can people rescue you in time yeah. see that it's happening i know loads of parents at the moment with teenagers who are really struggling with obviously kind of instagram and facebook social media it's probably maybe slightly more that generation now doesn't drink don't they yeah for that reason they're much more health conscious going to the gym and yeah so i think it might be even more so for the next few generations and i think as well like I was, you talking about being triggered. Like sometimes like my nan would trigger me. Like, because my nan would say things, I think to try and help me. But actually at the time it did the opposite. Yeah, Do you see yeah. what I mean? Like, and because uh, I wanted to buy a protein powder from Honda Barrel or wherever. Yeah. So I said to my nan, like when you're in the town, could you get me a protein powder, please? And she was like, oh, are you sure? Are you sure? And the reality was my nan didn't want me to take it for whatever reason. It's just whey protein. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? But I suppose she thought, you know, you're just a kid. You shouldn't be having that type of thing. And anyway, she bought it for me and I had one and it was like really nice. It was always like a milkshake. Yeah, yeah. And um, and she was like, well, you want to go careful with them? And I'm like, well, why? She's like, well, because they make people fat. <laughs> and I was like, great yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know so and after that i had this mental block because yeah, yeah. my nan had said that and obviously for me i was like you know you're my elder you know you're wise <laughs> you know everything <laughs> you know you you're saying it's going to make me fat but that she you know she was just i mean she used the wrong words she yeah, yeah, she yeah. deep down she didn't want me using the protein powder and that's what she said and to be fair it bloody worked it stopped me taking it because i was i still wasn't <laughs> you know i was still in that that bad place and then i thought you're gonna say another common one is when you've gained the weight back and everyone goes so much better now you've gained the weight back or yeah. so much healthy you lost too much weight before, yeah yeah and then it's like in your mind you flip that to like you're saying what, what are you saying yeah <laughs> what did you just say <laughs> and the other time was when i was kind of when i was kind of like starting to come out of uh the restriction is i bought you know those um pack of five like white chocolate chip cookies you can get in like Sainsbury's or whatever. 
And I, you know, when it's like I walk past, you could smell them. And I was like, do you know what? I need to eat more. I'm going to have those. Going to have those. And I got one, but I was like, I'm going to be good. You know, I'm only going to have like one. And anyway, like bearing in mind, like I deprived myself of anything that was like palatable for so long. Imagine the first mouthful yeah. of a white chocolate chip cookie. Got you just rammed yeah. it down. And I was just, I had it and literally I'm almost like, like Hamish drooling. <laughs> and I ate one and I was like, I'll have one more. And of course, you know what's coming. I ate yeah, all yeah. five of them, yeah. But again, I finished them and my nan was like, I can't believe you've eaten all of those. You're going to get fat. Oh, God. Like that. And again, I just like, I was just triggered. Were you ever triggered to the point of wanting to make yourself sick? I, I did that once. Did you? Yeah, I did do that once. Not on that occasion. Yeah. It was another occasion. Um, luckily, the experience was so grim. <laughs> I was like, I, I ain't doing that again. Um, you know, and I'm not ashamed to say that I did that because, and you not, know, it's... Uh, not to... When we laughed then, it wasn't to really kill people in that situation. No, no, you know, not at all. It's a really serious situation to be in. And both you and I have, have had our battles in this place. Of course, of course. I think it just helps to kind of share some of the experiences. And in your case, yeah, didn't, didn't like kind I, of... No, you, I, But you worry, if it hadn't been a grim experience, would you have carried on with it? Would you have carried on I binging and then making yourself I don't know, and, and I don't even know what made me try it because yeah. I was really quite young, to be honest. I think, it's an, I, 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 don't, I think it's a natural reaction. I don't know how old I was, but I know I was young because it was when my nan and granddad still had a house in London. And, you know, and I was, I was in my teens when they gave that up. Yeah. You know, I was in, you know... Just a bit, I think it's... Uh, purging is just... I think it's really natural with the guilt and the, the uncomfortableness. Yeah. Well, it was the, that. It was know. it was a guilt thing. And I was like, oh, well, because I think I saw it in a film. Oh, really? I remember seeing it in a film and it was a, a film about gymnasts and the coach being really horrible to one of the girls and saying that she was fat and needed to lose weight. And she asked one of the other girls on the gymnastics team, like, how do you eat? I've seen you eat cake. You look amazing. She was like, well, come with me and I'll show you my secret. Oh, and yeah. basically that was it, you know. So she's like, this is how you can eat what you want and still look amazing, you know. And by look amazing, be like thin, yeah, essentially, yeah, yeah. even though it clearly, you know, I mean, you've seen the demands that gymnasts place on themselves as well. Yeah. Like, blimey. But anyway, like, so I think like, it, was, it was something like that. And I was like, all oh, right, well, I could just do that, you know, and that will get rid of the guilt type thing. But like I said, I'm very, very grateful that it happened once. And I was like, no. This, this is not a path that I'm going down for sure. But but then I went through this phase of kind of excess, if you will, and because I've always had an appetite, as you well know, and I probably went a little bit too far with it, not from a, a body composition point of view, because, you know, again, I've always been... Well, you I've, probably then really kind of screwed your relationship with food because of that period of deprivation, which yeah. again, we've mentioned this, we've just done a Facebook Live and we talked about the fact that on all the studies and starvation studies they do, they say how much it just completely ruins your relationship with food. Mm. And you you know, you look at dieters and they all they do is talk about food, they read magazines, they look at menus, they yeah. watch cookery programs, but then are actually depriving themselves and then often swing the other way and... and go into that kind of binging because yeah. the body is just craving something. And I think, you know, even though it's recommended as a kind of recovery program from from eating disorders and disordered eating, it's hard then, I think, for everybody. It, there's a relief that you're out of that phase, 
but then you each, you don't want to kick in that fear again of weight gain that's going to chuck you right back to the beginning. Yeah. Um, so it's a really, I think it's a, uh, and the, the hard bit is where we've all then got to get to, which is that safe middle ground, yeah. of like doing the right thing and not falling into the extremes. And I was going to ask you about another extreme would be, were you ever tempted? Because I know that you were around people that did this to do things like steroids or take, you know, like testosterone tablets and things yeah. like that. Is that ever something that, because again, that would allow you to eat all the food, all the cookies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and to be fair, like when I was when I was training in my, I suppose in my early years, if you like, like I did train in like a bit of a spit and sawdust gym, gym yeah, yeah. where there was a lot of absolutely humongous guys in there, a lot of guys that you know were taking steroids and stuff like that. And but I'm very lucky in that. At an early age, I was, I, I, as much as I enjoyed training and trying to get bigger, I've never liked the bodybuilder look. Yeah. yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, but also you're all, you've always been performance because you're playing rugby and football. Yeah. And basketball for a while. Like you've always been about performance. Yeah, yeah. Which doesn't come from, well, it does come from well, steroids. Well, you know, but yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Athletes do take uh, performance and drugs, yeah, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but no, I mean, but I, as in like you weren't drawn to just the physique Just getting things. huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I'm very lucky in that respect because it was like, that wasn't my intention. Yeah, I wanted to get bigger, but yeah. I didn't want to get humongous to where, you know, because even in my teens, I used to watch some guys and I'm like, it looks like walking is a struggle for you because <laughs> yeah. your quads are so big. <laughs> you, you know, you got like, yeah, you some serious chafing going on there. It looks really, really uncomfortable. But I went through a phase in my teens where I was like a, I was a bit of a supplement junkie though. You know what I mean? Like, and, um, what would you take? Well, I'd, I'd take like the usual things like creatine and and protein and whatever. But then a guy like recommended dimetadrine extreme which is like a fat burner which is like ephedrine and stuff which is obviously now banned well i think it was even banned at the time and it was like something from the us but he kind of sold it to me as a fat burner yeah you know but i was like oh yeah i'll have that and then he recommended like a gaba which again you know you you can't get that here can you no no so it's it's basically yeah it's your kind of main calming chemical to the body why would they recommend it then for sleep for sleep yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. so you could train at night and then put take gaba and well, to be fair, I didn't even ask those questions. I just said to the guy, what do you recommend? And he was like, these. So the I, local gym junkie. Bag, bag them up. <laughs> well, no, he's, he's a guy, funnily enough. It was so When you look back, I'm like, what was I doing? So everyone used to say, oh, you know, if you want any supplements, speak to Kumar. I'm like, all right, okay, cool. Just revealed your and source. Then, and then someone was in, this guy, someone was like, oh, Kumar's here. I was like, oh, cool. And basically this guy, Kumar, had a essentially a supplement shop in his house. I thought you were saying his coat. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Delboy. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. no. To be fair, like, it was quite impressive. So he'd be like, oh, come to my shop, right? And I'd be like, oh, okay, I've got a shop. I'll go to his shop. <laughs> G- gave the address. And me and a mate of mine, we went round and we're like, we're at a house, yeah? But then there's a little plaque on the wall. And we're like, what, that's hilarious. Shop? That's a, no, I can't, I can't remember the name of the, the, the shop now. But then a knock on the door and like... Um, his mum answers and it's like, you know, this little old, like, old in, Indian lady. Huh? How old was Kumar? Well, I, swear he was, I suppose he would have been in his like 30s. 14. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Entrepreneurial spirit. I'd say he was in his 30s or, yeah, I'd say 30s. Yeah. Um, so How anyway, old were you at this time? I was in my teens. Like, I like, can't remember old how old. Old enough to be 18 to be, like, buying 
when you think about I don't know there's no I know there is no I don't think I was 18 guidelines for supplements I don't think I was 18 you worry that like young teenagers yeah might I, be doing I probably would I probably shouldn't have been taken should have been going to a stranger's house for a start <laughs> nah but, but his mum answered come on <laughs> okay. getting, you know little old Indian lady answers and, she, and I'm like oh is Kumar there please she's like oh yeah come in come in so she obviously knew why these like two People like random lads had like just turned up at the house and then she's like come through come through and then she basically guides us to this room she's like kumar will be here in a second and we go in and i'm not even joking like literally to <laughs> floor to ceiling you could not see a wall of just supplements oh, really? and, and when you're at that age and you're just like oh my god this is like supplement sweet shop it's like being in toys r us yeah, you know yeah. what i mean when you're a kid i have a quarter of creatine yeah yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah a pound here yeah what could I get for a How quid? How much can you do for a <laughs> How many scoops can I get for that? Um, but then, so the, but this Kuma guy, he was, I mean, he had, a, he had an impressive physique, which is always like when you're at that kind of young and yeah, yeah. kind of, like, I suppose, easily swayed age. You're like, well, he knows what he's talking about. He's got a good physique. And to be fair, even now looking back, he was pretty clued up on, yeah. on the supplements and, and things like that. So he'd recommend like a stack yeah. and he'd be like, oh, you know, I recommend taking this. And then you'd take that and then you'd go back the next time to get some more and, oh, anything new in Kumar? Like, you know, he was like, oh, actually, I've got this in, you know, like try that. And he was always kind of like suggesting like new things. And that was when it was like, you know, the Gabba to help sleep. Because obviously if you sleep better, like you'll yeah. perform better. And also you know, hormone and stuff, I suppose. You know, and, and he, he was the one that first kind of got me taking like creatine and stuff like that. And then it was the fat burners. But, you know, I had a really, really bad, experience with the fat burners where i thought i was gonna die literally <laughs> really yeah because i was again it's just like you know you know it's human nature sometimes to push everything to its limit and it says on the packet you know take this many per day and build up to this but don't take any more than this right but of course you're like you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. i'll take more than that it's fine i used to take them you know as it said throughout the day uh, but bear in mind these are incredibly high caffeine ephedrine really really serious stimulant right did you have like racing i literally woke up in the middle of the night i was at my nan and granddad's house soaked in sweat literally i was dripping in sweat and my heart was going at 100 mile an hour in the middle of the night right in my chest no 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 (laughs) no. because i suppose there was an element of like what do i tell her you know what i mean like (laughs) you know just been popping this like this fat burning pill which to be fair in my defense wasn't like it was a you could blame your nan it wasn't ever since that way protein comment (laughs) yeah you did this to me no but like you know it was like it we well, I suppose it was it, it was a you know ephedrine was banned in the in the EU yeah yeah well it still is like I said so I mean and I shouldn't have been taking it anyway certainly not at the a at my age yeah, yeah. and you know in a way you could argue it was my own fault because I took more than the packet said because yeah. I was pushing the boundaries a little bit but again but that's why it's the responsibility of the person that is also providing yeah. them to kind of really reinforce yeah. that and yeah. your young kids you know what I mean exactly. whatever you say you just said your teenagers you're very desperate to, to you know kind of look change. a certain way yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's kind of catalyzing on your needs and ig- not, i don't want to say ignorance it's not really ignorance is it it's just well, naivety you, yeah you're naive yeah, yeah when you just kind of like and also i think as you get older when you've done a few of those things you've had negative experiences and you're a bit more aware of consequences yeah teenager no you think you're invincible don't yeah. you and you're just like yeah. give it me i just but luckily you only see what you that, want that experience was enough yeah, yeah do you yeah. know what i mean i didn't push it again i was like i'm not touching no them again that was horrible like because well you, you can imagine what's going through your head yeah, right yeah, when you're like middle of the night you know and 
So I, I knocked those on the head. Tell, and, tell um, the story about the testosterone. You only, you only told me this the other day. It made me yeah, laugh. so like, and then another time when I went back to good old Kumar, <laughs> what you got for us this week, Kumar? And uh, he, he was like... I wonder if he's still going. I don't know, actually. It'd be like... In his, I don't know. Probably is. I, I, I can still remember where he lives, so I might, I might just swing by next time we're in South East London, look for the plaque on the wall. Now he'll be doing like ashwagandha. He's, he might, he might, he might, yeah, he's gone right the other way. Ginseng. Gone proper herbal. Yeah. Holistic. Tribulous. Holistic gains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then... Because, um, of course, like, you know, at the time, my goals were to get bigger, stronger, faster, you know, all of that. And to be fair, like, he wasn't... He never, ever once suggested steroids or anything like right. that. Like, he wasn't that kind of guy. Yeah. You know, or maybe he did to other people that were older or what, I don't know, but he never, ever did to me or my or, or my mate. But he did recommend, like, a testosterone supplement yeah. to go with the stack, you know, for increased fat loss, strength gains, muscle gains, all the usual things that you, like, might, you, you associate with testosterone. Because a 17, 18-year-old boy really needs more testosterone. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, it was a bit unnecessary, to be fair. <laughs> so I was like, again, you know, like we trusted this Kumar guy and, and whatever. And so I started taking these testosterone tablets. I can't remember the brand now or whatever. And uh, I mean, I didn't take them for long because I then read on the packet that like, you could start to go bald and like, that just put the fear of god in me and i was like ah, i can't be going bald so so i quick knocked them on the head and the next time i saw kumar i was he, like oh. he was bald <laughs> he didn't have his wig on i was like oh no no i said because i said <laughs> no i said yeah, like, but look at my amp <laughs> I'm shredded, mate. <laughs> no, and because um, I said to him, I said, because oh, he was like, oh, um, you know, what did you think of like, you know, the, the last stack, like blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, I stopped taking the testosterone because like, I read about, you know, like going bold, like it, yeah. bald, is that true? And he said it can happen. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not, doesn't mean it necessarily will, but it can be a potential side effect. So I was just like, Phew. I'm glad I. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad I nipped it in the bud. Skin as real, well, real quick. Not, surely, I don't know, like. I didn't. I suppose I didn't take it long enough to even and like that. kind of like like you know Find experience out. anything like that. Yeah, like I said, I nipped it in the bud asap. <laughs> <laughs> that was a real quick. As soon as I saw that word bald, I was like, uh, no. no. And the other trigger for you is almost everybody thinks you're on steroids. Yeah, or have been. And or- and do you know what? Even in my teens, some of the men in the gym. Thought you were on steroids. Thought I was on juice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought, it was weird. I had really, really mixed emotions because I was a bit like, hey, you're you're bigger than me. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. like, and yet you assume that I'm on steroids. But, I mean, there was part of me that was like, well, that's a compliment, right? Yeah, like, yeah, they, yeah. they they think I'm on, on something to yeah. look the way that I look. I, it's interesting. I've been on courses with you in the fitness industry and people have commented, made hints like that and kind of just said things that have you know suggested suggested it and in in some ways you do get irritated by it and then I and I've actually been the one that said said to you we have this math compliment and the only person that needs to know that you're not is you and me (laughs) it's true exactly I always said but the thing is I couldn't I wouldn't want you on something like that because of the side effects if if someone thinks you're on it anyway 
you might as well just move on because you're not going to change their mind. No, no. no matter no. what the more you, you say, try, the more it looks like you are. Yeah, and the more exactly. You're like yourself. And um, so for me, I'm just at a place now where I'm like, again, I'm like, if you want to think that, crack on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. come were and. You, were come, you ever tempted to try it? I wasn't tempted. No, like I, you know, I'd be lying if I said like it. You, I didn't think about it, and you kind of think. Oh, I, I wonder what I could achieve if. Right, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, especially when you see some of the other guys, or more specifically in. Do you remember um, the, the 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 athlete, the, tra- the the sprinter, Ben Johnson? Ben Johnson? Was it Ben Johnson? The sprinter that took it. Well, I think they all did in the end, didn't they? Even Linford got. Yeah, but yeah, I think Linford. Got, I can't remember the, the. But there was a sprinter that was caught taking it. But I remember thinking, like, physique-wise, like he had the most. Like an amazing physique, this yeah, guy, yeah. right? And I remember thinking, like, I love his physique because he's muscly, but he's quick. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't look like he's, you know, he's not slow and sluggish like these bodybuilders I was seeing walking around the gym. And also I remember reading an article about him where someone said, I knew something was up when Ben Johnson, I think that's his name, was in the gym and he was he was squatting with the weightlifters and oh, like really? giving them a run for their money, and like this is a sprinter, yeah, yeah, who's in there training with the with the weightlifters, like sense. with some serious yeah, weight yeah. on the bar. It wasn't a temptation; it was just a thought of, of like you know when you kind of think you know you kind of what would I do if I won the lottery? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like oh what 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 would I look like if I took steroids? But what, why didn't you? What put you off? Do you know what? I've I've got too much of a conscience. I'd feel really? guilty. I think. Yeah, 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 I think I take a lot of pride in. Your achievements. In my achievements. And yeah, I mean, yeah. it's all me. It's all my hard work. Raw talent. Yeah. like, <laughs> and, and I just think I know that for me, if, if let's say I, you know, I took, um, I built, I got, I got bigger, I got stronger and I had compliments coming at me left, right and centre. I actually think I would hate that because yeah. my first thought would be, yeah, but it's not me. I've cheated. I've cheated. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've taken something here that has allowed me to look a certain way, lift a certain way that I could never, ever do on my own so for me it's like there, there is that element for sure I think and, one I've only had very little amount of work w- with people who actually kind of do this on a professional level as in uh, athlete, athletes and I think one thing that must probably push them into that is the number of sponsorship deals that ride on them oh yeah like, and then it's like well if I don't win I don't get paid I lose these sponsorship deals and I think it's so unfair because it's kind of yeah. there's just not a pathway for a career beyond that so not only do they live in fear, I think that's why they probably end up going down that route. Yeah, like, in the like in, you know, I think it must be a different story when it is when it is your career, it's your income, yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? And you've got mouths to feed and stuff like that. And I think, like, who is it? It was, um, it was a guy at the gym and he was a bodybuilder, a natural bodybuilder. I can't remember his name now, but he had a very impressive physique, but he kept going for these competitions, right, and he kept losing. Everyone else is doing stuff. And he was like, well, what chance do I stand yeah. when everyone there is clearly on the juice? Yeah, yeah. You know, and there's <laughs> yeah. me rocking up and, you know, and don't get me wrong, he looks great. But of course, stood next to guys that are on God knows what, like he's he's, he's never going to look the same, right? No. And also think about now, if you're on Instagram doing all of that kind of stuff, and like you said, those younger people are watching yeah. naive and don't know what you're doing, it can push them to extremes because they think, that's possible yeah. when it's not possible necessarily. And No, exactly. And, and, and you've looked at a lot of people and said, you've <laughs> even trained me how to spot, you're like, you can tell because look for this, this and this. Well, do, well yeah. I mean, like, because <laughs> for me, it's like, 
I always think when someone's like jaw gets bigger. <laughs> what jaw exercises are yeah, you doing? It's one thing building bigger pecs and arm and biceps <laughs> and triceps, but like, dude, your face has changed. <laughs> yeah. But Do you know what I mean? The amount of eating they're it's, doing. It's, so it's much high, chewing. It's the high rep chewing. 10,000 reps a day. Yeah. <laughs> so much steak. I've hypertrophied my jaw. But the truth is like, you know, I, I don't give a shit about whether people are on it or not. And you know, when people yeah, say, yeah. Oh, do you think so-and-so's on it? I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) Literally, I don't care. I don't know and I don't care. But it's funny how you see it all the time on social media. You know, it it might come up like someone would be like, oh, you know, uh, my take on whether so-and-so's on the gear or not. And I'm like, do people actually watch that? To get someone else's opinion on whether someone else is or isn't on. Do you see what I mean? I'm like, really? Like Again, we're losing the plot a bit, aren't we? Do you know what I mean? Like, who cares? Let them crack on, whether they are or not. Do you know what this reminds me of, though? Like, 50 years ago, my nan was always at the window, and she'd always be telling me what Dorothy across the road was doing. My granddad was just as bad, like, in proper maintained sleep. (laughs) She'd be like, Dorothy over the road? Yeah. Steroids? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's in the size of her calves. They weren't like that last month. (laughs) She's on the but like we just transferred it online into that in a video like that yeah. do you know what I mean but yeah. what I love is like it used to just be people around the curtain <laughs> and a bit of Chinese whispers at the school gate or whatever it was yeah but it's it's, it's, it's human nature to be so nosy and need to know yeah. this stuff even though hours the hours we invest in it and it's totally irrelevant information yeah. <laughs> at the end of the yeah. day but. but the thing is you know what it is though it makes people feel a little bit better about their lack of whatever whatever yeah Yeah. yeah. you know it's the same in business you know if someone's done well in business it's like oh well you know they probably had a rich mum and dad so they had a better start so i can justify why yeah do do you know what i mean oh oh he's probably on steroids so that's why he looks like that and i don't i reckon so many people say that about you when they see you on social media and i think it's such a shame if they ever took time to see you train listen to your speak and you know actually learn to see the person behind yeah. the biceps, it would it's a completely different person. Well, but also, just on that subject, one of the big issues that we're all doing is judging. And I have to confess, I mean, I judged you from the off and said that, and I wrote you off as like, I was like, nah, he's just going to be like, I mean, as, as gorgeous as he is to look at, he'll be so full of himself, like, you know, just completely narcissistic. And I couldn't be with someone like that, you know. Yeah. And really, like, I'm as bad for saying those things because not only was I judging you negatively, but also, you know, almost saying, like, I, oh, it's, it's almost like I couldn't... I suppose what I'm trying to say is you're missing the chance to be with an amazing person because of a physique, which is as bad as doing it if somebody who's maybe overweight. Yeah, yeah. See what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, it's, no be, it's based on their appearance. Yeah, yeah. and actually realised that we did have this massive connection. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it was amazing. But even when we looked after, we mentioned in the last podcast, looking after a sausage dog, totally judged her. I was like, she's going to be... You said the same. Yeah. have to be like, she's so weak and small. To carry her everywhere. She'll be proper fragile. But yeah, and oh my God. Was what she a rocket. This, this, pocket rocket she could outrun hamish sometimes like or at least give him a run for his money well she certainly kept up with him that's for sure her, her little legs were going like <laughs> bold as brass so adventurous we'd go on walks every freaking hole in every hedge was an adventure gone. And, and she was gone and luckily we got a recall nailed but 
And I remember being a bit inspired and thinking, I totally judged miniature yeah. dachshunds. As we like, now want one. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, I won't be able, to, we done a won't be able to do big walks or run with her. I couldn't really keep up with her. Honestly, and she, it, she's And it was, I was beans. like, you're, you're small and you're going to be these things. But anyway, totally digress. No, but, no, but it's true. But I think people look at you and, and make those assumptions and, and same, you know, for both of us really. And it's it's always a shame because you miss you miss that chance to kind of, you know, as in have a connection with somebody who could co- who could teach yeah. you a lot about all of this stuff and stop you making, you can stop people making a lot of mistakes because you've got a big head start on the whole journey. Yeah, and, you know, I made, you know, I made my own bloody mistakes, mistakes you know, many a time and, you know, I've learned from them and I think, you know, that's what, that's, I suppose, like is a big part of developing your experience is, isn't just knowledge. It's kind of going through some really, shine times yourself yeah yeah. And, and yeah exactly yeah. and being able to go look i've been there i've done that i know and being able to empathize with people and yeah, go like yeah. i know exactly where you're coming from right now and where your head's at yeah because i was I, yeah. exactly and but i just like i'm conscious of time tell tell me some things that you think obviously you would never do some of those things again but like more kind of dietary interventions, maybe some that I've forced upon you in my mm. studying journey. I was like, we need well, to do this. Where do I start? What would you... Maybe we should do a part two podcast on that. <laughs> yeah. Just quickly, what would you not do? Like, what, would you, what do you think most people now focus on that is a waste of their time? Well, I could probably do with sharing at some point, you know, where I'm kind of currently at with my approach to nutrition because it has somewhat evolved, should we say, over the years. But... Talking about <laughs> things you've made me do. <laughs> oh, well, I suppose it, it all started. <laughs> it's all good because we learned. Of course, from the it's good. It's and great. it allows us now to help other people so much because we're like, you don't want to yeah, do that. Yeah, we did say that. Yeah, <laughs> done that. <laughs> we did that. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, it, all, it all started when you got back from uh, Sweden. Yeah. When you did your biosig biosignature course with Charles Poliquin, and. Uh, Blimey, I mean, you came back a different person. Um, not, in if, a, not in a bad way. If you haven't seen the film Dark Waters, uh, you guys should watch that film. It's an amazing film. But the scene where he's in the kitchen, <laughs> emptying the pans out of the cupboard, yeah. it's kind of, you looked at me and went, that I'm was like, you. That was you when you came back from Bioseek. <laughs> you know, because this was back when, well, in a way, like we, we've mentioned this on previous podcasts, I won't repeat myself, but Keris was, I was always much more into the training side of things. Keris was much more involved in... Uh, or much more interested in the nutrition side of things, weren't you? And you were kind of starting to move over to to doing more stuff uh, with, with nutrition. And you came across Charles Poliqui and he was very, very popular at the time. Well, he's always been popular, really, yeah. for, for for quite some time. But you wanted to do his biopsy course. And it was like, yeah, cool, yeah, go. And up until this point, I was, I suppose, very flexible with my diet, wasn't I? Yeah. I was still very much in the mindset of I train hard, I'm not overweight. I can eat what I want. And I kind of did for for a big chunk of the time. I ate well, but I also ate a lot of other stuff that I don't eat now. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, you came back from uh, BioSig. And I suppose that was the start of uh, more of a our paleo journey, yeah. if you like. I'd already read about it before we went. And yeah. He really consolidated that for me by saying just to kind of give a bit of background the whole course was talking about anything from hormones and why we still fight in certain places but he also talked about endocrine disruptors so things in our environment that affect hormones and like heavy metals that's why I threw the pans out when we got home yeah but he was a big fan of the kind of paleo template and said 
just because it's kind of got the nutrient density behind it and good fats, good protein and healthy carbs. And so I came home and I was like, this is, you know, the second person that I really trust and believe in. (laughs) We we must do this. We must do this. We will never eat bread again. And to be fair, (laughs) we'd already had a positive experience with it and... I think it continued, didn't it? But anyway, we talked on the previous podcast about not letting that thing become your ball and chain and we did flex it eventually. Yeah. But carry on. <laughs> yeah, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I suppose that was the first kind of... Um, I suppose that was the first step towards changing, like me specifically, like changing my diet, which at the time it was very Let's much... Let's be honest, that was the first step to you eating less bread. <laughs> that yeah. Was the biggest yeah, for sure. It, it was the yeah, exactly. It was like, well, you guys know the score. It was like get rid of the bread, get rid of the pasta, get rid of the you know the, the processed sugars. But then saying that, as much as I was a bit like, who is this woman who's come back from from Sweden, throwing out all our pots and pans and <laughs> spending, you know, having to remortgage to buy a supplement stack. <laughs> To support detoxification. I could always get you on board by mentioning the testosterone word, though. He says yeah, this like, is going to have a negative effect on your testosterone levels. I was like, oh, okay, sold. <laughs> Chuck that pen out. But, but you know, like being the supportive partner that I am, I, I went with it and I made changes. And do you know what? At first, like I said, it was, you know, it was a big, big change, but I can't knock it in any way because it was what opened my eyes to what, to, well, I suppose a, a new way of living, if you like, because I felt frigging amazing after, you know, I've mentioned this in the past, after the first kind of five or six days where you, you kind of feel a bit like, oh God, what's going on? To feeling just so clear-headed, energised. I was like, wow, like this is amazing. Almost like, almost like I'd never felt that way before. So as much as like I joke about, you know, she came back and, you know, we did this, we cut this out, we cut that out. I felt phenomenal. So that was the kind of the start of it. But as the time went on, like Keris said, you know, like we flex things a little bit, but Keris being the eternal student was always learning, always like, you know, looking for new ways to to grow and other things to try out. So what was the next thing? I think because both of us did have digestive issues, but then I look at our lifestyle back then and it's kind of like we were personal trainers we were teaching a lot we up were eating the, on the go sparrows, yeah. yeah you'd be eating like quickly as you could before your next client came in and i think this that plays such a big role that i've never really for sure yeah kind of you know given it the, the way that i was eating more than what i was eating was well also yeah and, and i think it's only kind of on reflection you know that we can look back and say no wonder <laughs> yeah no you know no wonder you know there was so much more going on that you know other than what we were eating. And bear in mind, I'm going on courses telling me that we're all going to die from like heavy metal toxicity yeah. and plastics. <laughs> like, and I, I look back <laughs> and I think, and then I would like inflict that on everyone around me and go, do you know about this? And actually watching that film, Dark Waters, if you do watch it, there is some scary stuff that goes on. And when there you, is, there when is. you almost start to read about it, you can, you start to realise that, you know, there's a lot that's kept from us and there's a lot of dangers in our kind of household I know it sounds silly, but in our environment, in our household products and things that we put on our skin. And, you know, so for a while I did get very intense about that that stuff and realised that actually the panicking and the worrying over it was just as having much of a, a negative effect yeah, on health yeah, as actually exactly. the things themselves. And I remember starting to get a bit more balanced and go and do what you can, do what's realistic about it and also like chill out, meditate. Because yeah. that's just as powerful for your, for your body. It is, it is. But it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? It's tough to kind of just switch that that thought process off and I think it's like we always say don't we you know that 
classic saying of ignorance is bliss. Yeah. And it really is sometimes. Like, you, you know, you, you, look, you think back to when you were younger and so much more carefree, but you're only carefree because you just, well, just things weren't knowledge to you. Do you know what I mean? Honestly, like when it, I go to university reunions and I come back and I say to you, like, they have no idea about half this stuff. And they're healthier than me, I think. Yeah. And it really does. And it's always my parallel. Like every time we meet up and the, you know, the things that I overthink and know about now that I wish I could unlearn in some yeah. way. Students say this to me, I wish I could unlearn half the stuff I learn. And I think the catalyst <clears throat> also for me in that whole process was my mum being diagnosed with cancer. I just wanted to know everything that would help her because she got no information. Mm. And my dad being diagnosed was like, reinforced yeah. it. And then, yeah. you know, you kind of worry who's next. Because I suppose it's the thing, you know, like you can't, you know, you can't knock your intention because you're you're wanting to learn these things and change these things came from a from a good place. Yeah. Like you say, that you know, like that 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 desire to help your mum, which is amazing. And, you know, thank the Lord, like your mum is still here today. Like she beat cancer, as did your dad, like which is phenomenal. And so I just think like with these kind of things, it's it's all about it's how you process that knowledge, isn't it? And it's how, I suppose, the knowledge was delivered to you is the best way to say it because... Some of it was dogmatic, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. and it was all kind of very much kind of almost like scaremongering. Yeah. You know, it's like saying these absolute statements such as, you know, if you keep cooking with aluminium pans, you will get cancer. Yeah. And it's like, well... Alzheimer's. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and or, 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 yeah, or both. <laughs> uh, like, and, and it's like, well, actually, no, but that's not necessarily the case <laughs> like let's not put two and two together of like you know you know if you do this that will happen yeah, yeah. No, but a lot of people were preaching a lot of that information like that so in a way it's almost like it kind of rubs off onto onto you a little bit you yeah. know and you kind of being the overthinker that you are kind of like you know like i said like cleared out our entire entire kitchen and whatnot but um but gluten, I, I think gluten came next didn't it and yeah that was then it was then it was heavy on the kind of <laughs> then it was heavy on the gluten, you're gone. Because I was just going to events and it was just, this is when we just discovered that there was a protein that were a kind of gluten was the, could could elevate a protein in the gut zonulin that could cause leaky gut or intestinal permeability. So they'd finally found a mechanism where gluten could be implicated in, it's already implicated with celiacs, but other autoimmune conditions and things linked to intestinal permeability. And I was going to these events, there was big discussions like, we don't need gluten, why are we eating it? And you know, I, I was kind of like, yeah, I, I can I do agree with that, but then you do, you know, overthink that process. And yeah. Like with you, and, and we worked under someone helping us with our gut health, and I'll always remember him saying to you, oh, no, <laughs> "This was the best thing, right?" Because, like, obviously, you know, like we've we've always said this before, like you know, when you when you kind of take an advice from your partner or whatever, you never really take it that seriously, dear. It's always a bit like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I know, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah, yeah. But you almost don't take it quite seriously. Like, and you don't take me as seriously, you know, when I try and give you advice. No, no, I've got um, better. I've got yeah, better. you have got better. But then here's it from somebody else. And I'll go and be like, oh, did you know, like, X, Y, and Z? You know, and I went, oh, yeah, what I've always told you. Yeah. Oh, oh, have you? Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's always better when it comes from somebody else. So anyway, like, we started working with this other guy who was going to... Um, this is when we started, like, the... We did food intolerance testing. Like a, yeah, and- food intolerance testing and... Anyway, like uh, we had like a bit of a chat with him because he was going to uh, help us out with it because it was bit of, it was his bag at the time, and uh, I was like he was kind of going for all the things I couldn't have based on what like my intolerance <laughs> test had said, and it was all the things that you know I love. I, I love. Coffee was on there. Wasn't <laughs> Coffee it? was on there. Yeah, which I did manage to give up for nine weeks. I don't know how. 
but I did. <laughs> but I remember saying to him, like, almost like a bit like, um, so like, you know, like at some point, like, will I be able to have like a bit of bread or, or, or something like that? Like very much like, is this the end? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and and not, not even joking he put a his so filled life as we yeah, know it <laughs> put his hand on my shoulder and just looked at me and he went Matt you will never eat bread again <laughs> <laughs> and there was there was no jest in his voice <laughs> at all he meant that from the bottom of his heart and I remember feeling so deflated you got like which, a little bit of depression then after that I know there's more to life than bread okay there, there is I'm, you know I know it sounds like a really dramatic thing but then I suppose there's a part of me that's like even back then it was like yeah but I'm not I'm not celiac like yeah, yeah. Do, do you know what I mean like why, why does this need to be the case and almost instantly you, you kind of are a bit like you approach it from a different way because it's no one likes to be told they can't have nothing well it's all you want isn't it after that yeah that's the and, and I think like don't get me wrong like we it was meant to be a 12 week thing I lasted nine because I was just like, I feel like crap. Because essentially, like, you know, long story short with MRT, it was a it was a low-carb diet. So this is, just to fill in the gaps, MRT was a mediated release test, which is used for things like migraines. Mm. There's quite a lot of decent research behind it. and But the problem with it was you did get, it was kind of looking at your, your cell-mediated response, immune system response to foods. Got a test that don't ha- don't have these. These would calm you. This is like an immune calming diet. Follow it for twelve weeks, and then at the end of it, we were like, okay, what happens then? And at the idea, the answer was another test, another immune calm diet. And we just said, nah, don't want that. Yeah, it was expensive, and it was you know for some people, I think some individuals, maybe even for things like those migraines and chronic conditions, I can see why it's helpful. But a great takeaway for me, and I think for you was elimination diets you can do yourself really yeah, like if you're eating yeah. food over and over again and you're not feeling too hot then drop out the f- you, foods that you're eating over and over again and eat some random different proteins and yeah. source of carbs and but we we're glad we did it though didn't we because it was like uh and i mean something else that i've shared uh, previously about the mrt thing as well which as i say it was low carb and you know it did feel quite restrictive but you know what like like i said i've got nine weeks in but you know like energy was low mood was pretty low as well but then as a knock-on effect, you know, my training wasn't going as well. So, so that didn't make me feel very good. So it was all these kind of like little things kind of adding up. But the bizarre thing was, and I think this is another reason why I kind of stuck to it for as long as I did, is because no doubt, you know, I lost a little bit of body fat. I'd say I lost mostly water because it wasn't like I became absolutely shredded doing MRT and going low carb and whatever. But there was definitely, I definitely looked leaner. But both, which, both our skin and everything improved because we were essentially following a 100% diet. Just but then eating taking, nothing but blinking protein and vegetables. <laughs> but also lots of things like probiotics and, you know, yeah. we just, we didn't have a life. We just stayed yeah, at we home were and, and... We were even duller than we are now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we took supplements, went to bed early. But we, were, we, we, we had so many people say, you two look amazing, whatever you're doing. But that was the thing. I mean, but like, we didn't go out or do anything. Well, I was, I was in the... Just at the time, I was, I was kind of like full-time PT and I had people coming up to me like all the time Matt what the hell are you doing like you look absolutely amazing I want to do what you're doing like sign me up for sessions like and this that and the other so I think there was a like who doesn't like being complimented right and b you know almost from a business perspective I was like (laughs) okay I'm I'm getting more clients because I'm almost like a bit of a walk-in billboard type thing yeah yeah but but like I said the irony was like I felt like crap 
but 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 aesthetically, people thought I looked fantastic. Can I just share something here as no, well? No, absolutely, definitely not sharing that. Something no I realised. <laughs> something I realised after doing that course is obviously once you've kind of done a course with someone like Charles Poliquin, I got into kind of linked up with a lot of people who like his supplements and you know like what he does in terms of how he encourages to guide his clients <laughs> through transformations. The number of trainers I know that do something along those lines, but we we did it or I kind of forced you to do it because we both had digestive issues and you you had kind of skin issues like fungal infections on your legs. And oh, stuff yeah, just tell the world, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I want to go into a bit more detail, Kerry's. <laughs> so but what I'm trying to say is our reasons were like personal for doing it. Yeah. So many people do it. Similar to that, they kind of hit up all those supplements and do basically a low-carb diet for about six weeks, take a load of photos topless, and then sell it as a body transformation. Mm. And I mean big brands out there. And I can yeah. see them all now, and I see the supplement stack. I know exactly what they're doing, where they've learned it from. And they get celebrities doing it. There's people that have made thousands of pounds on this, and they charge thousands of pounds. Mm. And I feel like saying, contact me, I'll tell you what they're doing. <laughs> I know exactly well, that, well, the formula. It, it? And it it's... is so formulaic. Yeah. And it's... Then it's carb cycling, then you add this in, then you add, and honestly, it's almost to the letter what Poliquin suggested for your clients for weight loss has been yeah. turned into this kind of, you know, this transformation thing. And one thing I did take away was just that benefit of, I think an elimination diet initially is helpful because Absolutely, many people yeah. do wander around with things like lactose intolerance and that's coming off the back of things like well, antibiotics and just, you know, yeah. lifestyle choices and stuff. Well, well my, my kind of, my, you know, I suppose what kickstarted my journey is an elimination diet because if I don't, if I hadn't experienced, I mean, what did you, what do you think now in terms of going through that process that doesn't work for you food wise? And then we will get around to saying what your template is. What, what do you mean? What doesn't work for me? Yeah. So, so as you in like, that, like things that, that don't really agree with me. Yeah. What have you taken away from that? Well, the thing is, is like for me, like I, I don't have any intolerances as such, but I do feel uh, I suppose a negative side effect, if you will, if I go OTT with things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I think my biggest lesson that I've learned over the years is we've done all the extreme stuff. I don't like it. I don't recommend anybody does it. Hence the reason why our approach is not extreme and is a little bit more slow paced. But that's because that's that's what we believe in based on our experiences over the years. For me, I've learned that I can, I can have these things but the the key word is moderation, yeah. and I'm so much better at being more moderate with my consumption of these things. Um, I'm still not amazing. I still have moments where I do eat far too much bread, or I eat far too much cheese, or I drink far too much booze, and as a result, like I just feel a bit Meh, for it. Do you see what I mean? Like, but I know that I can have some bread, I can have some cheese, and I can have a bit of booze. I just need to be sensible about it. And, and maybe don't have a cheese sandwich and wash it down with a glass of whiskey. With a bottle of beer, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so that for me, it's just kind of like, it's just really nice to know that I've kind of gone through all these things over the years and I don't need to label anything. I don't need to say, can't have that, can't have that, give my diet a name. Because it doesn't, you know, we're like, what kind of, what, what, what diet are you following? I'm like, well, I just eat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I eat food that's good for me, you know, with a bit of ice cream and whiskey here and there. And and that's kind of like my diet in a bit of a nutshell now. Like I eat nutrient dense foods, but I'm certainly not restrictive in any sense of the word. And, and it, I think it's hard when you see, we get people who contact us who need to maybe lose a significant amount of weight. They could be in the kind of high risk category in terms of weight related chronic diseases. Yeah. And they'll often say, 
you know, I've started off by going gluten free and you kind of think, oh God, it's that's such a misguided start yeah. in the process. Yeah. Um, th- there's a chance that doing some dietary eliminations could make you feel better if you've got yeah. digestive issues. Absolutely. But you know, the focus should always have been initially energy, energy yeah. out and nutrient density because you'll often oh, see, sure. not malnutrition, but I'd say nutritional inssufficiencies mm-hmm. in individuals who have kind of chronic inflammatory diseases kind of. But that's a really good point, effect. isn't it? Because in a way, what was an advantage for both of us, but, you know, from my kind of, I suppose, like my personal experience, because when you did come back from doing your biosig, you know, this was, this was the first time I'd kind of like drastically changed my nutrition but it came from a, a health perspective, not a, it wasn't like, oh, I want to do this to get shredded. It was like, oh, I want to do this to improve my gut health, energy, yeah. sleep, you know, overall well-being. So I think that's always a good advantage when you are coming at it from that angle rather than making it all about weight loss. Just, just see what I mean. Yeah. So I think like, like you say, like, so for me in a way, it was like, well, elimination diet and going gluten-free was very beneficial to me but i was doing that from from a health perspective not a fat loss one yeah so you challenge it by adding things back in and and that's the point of an elimination diet is you follow it with a challenge test and yeah i often say when i'm teaching students please don't just leave a client thinking it's like we you know it's gluten and dairy free forever you know you need to say it's a it's a it's an experiment to go through and what you often find as well is that eliminating those foods makes you feel better but sometimes it's because those food the foods that you yeah. were containing with gluten and dairy were things like pizza and yeah it was like uh, processed food yeah and, basically yeah. it was more that you were eating processed food and all together it was nothing to do with the gluten itself and the and the dairy well uh, we're in the same in sugar. the same way that um hey, snoring. you know yeah stop stop snoring <laughs> bless him that's not very cute though i just had to wake him up though kind of him doing his little dog dreaming on the- <laughs> yeah but in the same way that we say to people, you know, don't try and connect, you know, it's like, like going car- low carb, low, you know, carbohydrates and fat loss. People take carbs out, they lose weight really quick because they've lost a load of water. They eat carbs, they gain weight really quick. Most of it's water. They're like, ah, it's carbs. Same goes with gluten. Like I know a lot of people that are like, it's gluten. Like it's gl- gluten that makes you fat. Like, you know, I cut out gluten, I lost loads of weight. You know, whenever I eat gluten, I gain weight. And it's like, well, no, chances are it wasn't the gluten specifically. The only explanation for that could actually be that it, it would draw water around the gut because of you have some kind of food reaction to it. But again, I'm, I'm clutching and that would yeah. make you feel like you're, but it's, it, that's going to be bloating, not, weight, no, but not weight gain. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I understand. But if someone has actually weighed themselves is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. say they've cut out. Well, it could be water retention again, but it's water. Yeah. Exactly. To be that but, instant. But what I'm saying is, is people are making that link between gluten specifically. Yeah. And I think like this is what we try to, to work towards doing is moving people away f- from that way of thinking, like labelling yeah, yeah, yeah. one particular mi- uh, macronutrient or one particular thing that's within a food group or whatever. But also gluten is in a lot of foods that are quite hyper palatable and make mm-hmm. you eat too much. And oh, that's nothing it sure to, is. that's nothing to do with the gluten. That's just that you ate far too much of that food. So yeah. another link could be gluten makes you gain weight because it's usually found in the form of bread, pasta. Yeah. <laughs> like, the stuff that you can the eat. The stuff a that lot you eat a lot of, of yeah. yeah. So that's and and overconsumption is is kind of the reason for that. And then obviously take that out and replace it with, you know, other sources and it might be that they're more satiating, you eat less. I just thought do you remember when you'd make me do the uh the seven day shake <laughs> detox. Yeah. Oh my god. If we were married, 
I would have divorced you. <laughs> so that was, yeah, seven days of nothing but these nutritional shakes, which mm. were, again, it was a functional medicine, vitamin mineral oh, shake. Oh, come a long way, Keris. Do you know what, though? I- Do you know, Keris tried to sell it to me, though, and it worked, to be honest with you. <laughs> Testosterone. <laughs> when it was about, like, you were like, oh, you'll get shredded. You'll be shredded in a week with this. I would never have said that. You did. I would not well, Maybe you didn't use the word shredded. But, I wouldn't have used that word. But you, you did use, like, something along those lines, shredded, ripped, leaner, I don't know. Something along those lines. But this is, again, I was hanging around with... So what? this was part of the course that they talked about doing these and a lot of the trainers had done it and probably said to me, you get absolutely lean as you get lean yeah. as And I think I came back to you and went, do it with me because I oh wouldn't be able God. to go home and watch you eat food. It was hard. So you did it with me and I think I might have sold it on that. But the, so the idea of this, it was a detoxification, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, you know, so even your training couldn't be toxifying. So you couldn't do any <laughs> any higher rep training that was gonna (laughs) that was gonna produce lactic acid because that's toxic can't be having that so it was all like either don't train or do low rep strength work one to three reps and i was like i can get around that doing a bit of strength work blah blah blah, and on these shakes but can you imagine guys we did enjoy that though didn't we just doing one to three reps that was pretty easy i did until i got to the point where i just had zero energy and my (laughs) mood was through the floor and we somehow managed to rope a friend of ours in to do it as well and what the funny thing was it was meant to be for a week right and the hardest bit was the evening because imagine being at work all day yeah you know you've managed to survive a shake for breakfast and a shake for lunch grim and then you come home and you can't even look forward to your dinner. You're like, hmm, got another shake on the cards. But I suppose I kept saying to myself, it's seven days. Keris knows what she's talking about. Detox, shredded. <laughs> <laughs> It'll all be worth it in the end. But then we got to the Friday and me and uh, my mate who we'd roped in, done a workout together. And it was just absolute shite like neither of us had any energy and we were just like this is horrible isn't it and the whole while on the session we were kind of like talking about it and i just said oh should we should we long it off like we've both, we we both went, clearly had enough and we then went to a steakhouse didn't we uh-huh. we went to a steakhouse i remember this and you two had steak and yeah. chips and uh, yeah we were just I, like we we, we 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 made an agreement away from Kerry, so we were like we've had enough no because i came with you i remember and i was like i'm still gonna keep going yeah, yeah. i went to day seven you two go off on day five but you went and had steak and chips in yeah front of me. Oh, it, was, it was so good <laughs> it was so good but do you know what guys like the reason we're telling you this is like we, we've made some mistakes you know like but then you do we look at that and go it was a mistake no probably not because we learned a lot from it do you know what that that it still exists and a lot of nutritional therapists promote that, that Do they? but it's been modified let me finish so it's run by a lot of supplement companies as well and there's a really good version of it and i think i've done it once with our members years later where i actually said have the shake for breakfast because it's just a vitamin mineral shake and then have basically kind of like protein and salad for lunch and a soup or something like that so it's just a clean diet for a week and you ditch the coffee remember <laughs> we did i did five days in portugal yeah. and i love mm-hmm. it i haven't done it for a long time i've said i did a few and then i'm like, i can't face it but i love it i loved it at the time as a reset mm. and then when i actually went back to eating so when i did the whole week of the shakes i remember the food just tasting amazing and i mean like poached fish and salad tasted amazing because mm. i was like food and the shakes you get taste <laughs> fatigue with are you surprised know, and, your, and your appetite goes completely because the the shakes mm. we, i was warned about this you'll get like taste fatigue because they're just not very not not they're not nice but they weren't nice were they so it was no. lovely to get food appreciation back. And then I'd, when I do the modified version, it's not really dangerous. So you can still work. And not that 
detoxes can be dangerous by the way but you can still function when you're just doing a shake for breakfast salad for lunch and like yeah but honestly like i've i've recommended some clients this is a bit different i know but where i've just said look replace one of your meals with a protein shake Yeah, yeah because it's a you know it's an easy way of getting 30 plus grams of protein in their diet yeah which for a lot of them they need B, it's calorie controlled. And C, you know, most protein shakes now taste pretty damn good. Yeah. But, you know, like, and so it's a great way of like managing calorie intake, but you still get, I don't know, say for example, you know, your other two meals are still proper meals. You're yeah. actually yeah, eating. Yeah. It's like, there's like modified versions of yeah. it. Yeah. Like, so there's, 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 there's room for that kind of thing. I definitely wouldn't recommend what Keris did all those years ago yeah, with no. us. Um, a friend recently messaged me and she said, um, because I was having her over for a coffee and she went, just to let you know, I'm doing a detox, so like, don't make any cakes, I'll bring some fruit. She said, just don't want you to waste your time making loads of lovely cakes. Yeah. And I said, oh, what you're doing is a detox. And it like sparked it back in me, you know, like just that interest. I was like, what are you doing? Cause she's a yeah. trained nutritionist. Yeah. And she was like, I'm just not eating cakes and biscuits. Oh, right. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> such a, and bread. And that was it. She's like, I've just cut out Gram- bread cakes and biscuits. Groundbreaking. Yeah. And she was like, I think that's how you eat all the time, isn't it? <laughs> it's not far only in that i don't eat that stuff on a regular basis where Mm. she's like it's become a regular daily thing for me to eat cakes and biscuits and i don't like it so i do a one week reset and then she said it becomes a an infrequent thing again but But it's interesting she called it a detox you know it's like yeah that's the terminology that we need to adjust and yeah and i suppose that's something that we've kind of like you know we, we we have moved away from a lot over the years and and that's kind of i suppose like I said, is is where where I'm at, at right now is like you know, no labels, no detoxes, no massive restriction. Well, let, we should just finish off by kind of summarising what are you doing then in terms of like macros and. Well, I don't track calories or macros because I can't be asked with it. <laughs> quite frankly, um, it's it's a tough one for me because I don't. Obviously, I can. I work with people and I, I help them with their macros and calories and things like that. And of course, over the years, I've kind of got a good idea of how many proteins, fats, and carbs are in different foods and whatnot. Because you know, it's hard not to know these things when you know. Way back when I did have a, a very unhealthy relationship with food, I was forever reading food packets and labels and whatnot so you start to get an idea of of what's what and spending a lot of time on my fitness pal etc and doing them with clients you get a really good idea of what's what but for me i've never had a body composition issue that i felt needed addressing you know i've never felt like i needed to lose weight gain weight whatever it may be but i do kind of have i suppose like daily principles if you like that i like to follow you know so for example like i have a good idea of roughly how much protein is in a portion of chicken salmon eggs whatever so for me i'm just like i tend to eat three or four meals a day i aim for roughly anywhere between one and a half to two grams of protein per kilo of body weight and again that's just based on guesstimates that are based on my knowledge yeah so i'm not low carb i'm not high carb it just so happens that some days I eat more carbs than others, normally on my more intense training days. Other days they're a little bit lower. But again, that's not necessarily a conscious decision. That's just my logic of I've expended more energy. I've exerted myself. I've done quite a big glycogen depleting workout. Yeah, yeah. That needs replacing. 
that I needs replenishing. I think you're closer to one and a half, just thinking about, because if per kilo of body weight, because just thinking that you, you're more likely to have three meals and yeah, a but, shake. Yeah, but you know what? It jumps up is my shake. Oh, right. my, my shake's You've quite high. You've got 30 high. grams in that. So I have about, about 40, 45 grams of protein in my, right, in my okay, post-workout yeah, shake. Yeah. So that kind of bumps it up quite substantially. So, yeah, but that's why I said kind of between one and a half to yeah, two because, yeah, yeah. you know, on weekends I tend to eat a little bit more. So that will kind of like probably bump it up a little bit. But for me, you know, if I get one and a half, I'm happy. Equally, on the flip side of that, I don't obsess about those things. I used to be obsessed with, I need to eat little and often. You know, I've got to eat six times a day, protein at every meal, protein, protein, protein. That's the answer. Whereas now I can quite happily eat a plant-based vegan meal and I just don't even sweat. Still has protein in it. I know I can it hear does. All the vegan I know it does. I know it does, but it doesn't have <laughs> no, as know. much protein. No. But I don't I don't freak out about it. I'm like, well, whatever. Yeah. It was still a great tasting meal. It's nutritious. No drama. Like I'm much more laid back about those things. But yeah, like you say, I'm three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Some days there's some snacks in between. I always have like a post-workout a protein shake and a banana afterwards. Just standard, get it down me. And then breakfast on, on top of that. And then breakfast on top of that, yeah. So for me, it's more a case of hit my protein target and just play around with carbs and fats, you know, based on... You know, if my if my carbs are, are higher due to the type of training that I'm doing, I'll bring my fats down a little bit. If I've it's a rest day or whatever, I might bring my fats up a little bit and bring the carbs down a little bit, which is purely based on what I know is in Those dif- is, is in yeah, different yeah. foods. You know, and that's just come through years of being in the industry and you know, and, and the many years of experience but that I now have. I don't think it takes everybody long to get their head around that. It doesn't take long, but it does take kind of almost making that decision to say like I'm I'm kind of I want to be open to a more laid back approach do you yeah, see what yeah, I mean yeah. because I think a lot of people almost don't almost, trust it yeah they almost think that they almost want the restriction yeah, yeah. they want a, a label mm. you know what I mean and it, they want these specificities specificities <laughs> that's not a word what is this they want the specifics. There you go. Cheers, Bipes. Um, they want the specifics of, you know, like you can have this, you can't have that. These are your calories. These are your macros. And I get it to a degree because it kind of creates that kind of buy-in, you know, like these are my personal macros. This yeah. is my personal calorie target. I understand it, but at the same time, it soon gets boring, trust me. And you are going to then start thinking oh God, you know, this is this is quite a lot of hassle. You know what I mean? Like there must be a more relaxed way to achieve this. But I think you genuinely need to go through that that, that spell of tracking and and getting a bit yeah. more kind of clued up with, with calories and macros so that you, you, you can make a much more of like an informed decision further down the line. Like I am only this way because... For the time you invested. Exactly. And that's but why... But it's helpful to do it under... The guidance of somebody so yeah, that you for don't sure. I'm get not, I'm not carried away. Write. No, 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 yeah. no, you're not. But so that you don't get carried away and you're not tapping away on your phone late at night, you know, depriving yourself of sleep because you've got to put yeah. your macros into my fitness pal or similar. Yeah. And I think, you know, you don't, it's not your waking thought and you, you know, <laughs> the last thing you think about when you're going to bed, which is what happens when people go on diets. Yeah. You, know, you wake up and you assess what you did the day before and you think about what you're going to do the, that day. And, yeah. Going to bed at night and you're like, was it a good day? Was it a good, bad day? And do I need to yeah. be deprived tomorrow and exercise harder? Or, yeah. you know, am I feeling light? Have I done well today? And it's that's the dieting 
mentality. Mm-hmm. We should be going to bed dreaming about, you know, our purpose in life and our loved ones. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, like amazing things that we can, we can do with, you know, but also like our life. Really. Exactly. And, and I think like it kind of comes down to people's approach to these things, people's personality type, you know, because our approach with different clients isn't the same because we work with the client. We don't just have this kind of like blueprint that we use with absolutely everybody because yeah, yeah. everyone is different and what they respond to is completely different, how they respond to it. And the biggest thing that we try to teach people is A, not to give yourself a hard time. Like we've been there many a time over the years, you know, guilt tripping yourselves over something that you've eaten, which, you know, you're like, God, that is just so ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and, and we put so much kind of emphasis on it and it's like, get over it. You know, it's a bit of pizza or or whatever it may be. Like, but for us, it's kind of teaching people how to adapt when you want to enjoy a bit of what you fancy, whether it's a, a celebration, whether it's a, an anniversary or whether you just, just fancy a treat because it's the end of the week. And I think when you can start putting like really simple strategies into place that kind of offset the, the extra calories, if you like, and this isn't a negative thing. Like, you know, the classic example I always give is when we used to, when we used to have pizza, when the pizza van used to come to our road around the corner every Wednesday night. And, you know, I tend to have more than one pizza. So I like, to, <laughs> so I make changes elsewhere to ensure that I can have those pizzas or a pizza and a couple of beers. And I don't need to worry about it because, you know, I've made a few adaptations elsewhere so I can enjoy the, the pizza and beer. Yeah. Just see what I mean? Yeah. So what I might do on that day is just have a protein shake and a banana post-workout, but then not have breakfast. You know, that will see me through until lunch. And I'll just have a very light lunch of maybe like quite a high-protein-based salad for example, you know, so it's relatively low calorie, but I've hit my protein target, got some green stuff in there. And then I go on and enjoy my pizzas and and beers, safe in the knowledge that all is good in the world. Do you know what I mean? And then I wake up the next day and just bosh, back to normal. Back to normal. I think that's a really important point because like, I'm still seeing people say things like, you know, bad day today, tomorrow, you know. Yeah, well, you must do. <laughs> I do a spin class before work at lunchtime and after work. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Or like to just eat dust tomorrow. And yeah. I think... One other like final point to add as well. If your lifestyle changes in any way, new job or you start to train for an event or so again, that's when you tend to check in, don't you? And yeah. assess equally if you hit 40 and find that suddenly what you're doing isn't working for various different reasons, you're likely to go step back and, and assess things. And I yeah. think that's the other side of people don't realise that, you know, kind of as the body ages, you might have to just reassess things a little bit more and start to think about, but that goes for your training. That goes for your, where sleep falls yeah. in your life. That goes for the the nature of your training. You know, maybe you're just injuring all the time and therefore, and same thing, if you got injured, you will have to yeah. step back and go, right. Okay. I change my nutrition to, to factor in that I cannot do the same level of exercise. Yeah. So I think it's important to not be scared of those things. Cause I often see people fear the minute they maybe start gaining weight, having not changed anything with age, they get scared about that process, yeah. but there's so much you can do. It's just that, like you said, the adaptation needs to come in at that point in time. If yeah. you're injured, so much you can do about that process so that it doesn't have a negative effect on your health. No one likes injuries, but it doesn't, it's not a reason for weight gain if you, if it's managed in a way. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I think like, you know, you've hit the nail on the head, like you go through, 
everyone knows that what they used to be able to do, they can't do now, you know, and that goes for a lot of things. Like, you know, when you were younger, you'd get an injury. You'd seem to just bounce back like that. Yeah, yeah. No problem. Whereas now you get an injury. It just seems to take forever to go away. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like when you were younger, you could just seem to eat what you want, when you want, and, you know, how much you want with no dramas. But then actually you're probably running around like an absolute lunatic, you know, in any opportunity without thinking about it because it wasn't exercise it was play you know when you were climbing a tree or riding a bike or playing tag whatever it was you know running away from the police I mean um (laughs) (laughs) like you know and now we have to find we have to motivate ourselves exactly you know that was just kind of day-to-day movement whereas now it's almost like oh this is my this is what I'm doing for my exercise you know this is this is my training window right here and but then, of course, like Keris just said, if you get injured or you're ill or heavily pregnant or whatever it may be to where you can't train how you would normally train, there needs to be a level of adaptation. I think probably the biggest thing that that we have learned to get better at over the years and get better at helping our clients and our members achieve is when they're at those moments of like, ah, you know, this has happened, you know, I don't know what to do. It's like, well, like, well, do you know what we do? Because we've been there. Yeah. Let's do this instead now. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and uh, so, yeah, for me, it's just over the years, we, we've done we've done some daft things. We, we look back and we're like, oh, wow, we said that really? Face palm. But then, <laughs> do you know what? Like, it's we, we're on a journey. We've been on a journey for, for a while now and we've we've learned a hell of a lot along the way and we, we've adapted things based on, all our knowledge and experiences to create something that we think is pretty, pretty darn good, if I do say so myself. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. That's the longest episode I think we've ever done. It is. Hey, well done. Let's celebrate. With what? I don't know. Some gluten. Some gluten. Let's have a gluten party. <laughs> <laughs> glute, glute, glute fest. <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah. Th- thanks for joining me, Matt. Thanks for... <laughs> sharing yeah. everything yeah sorry I feel like I've uh, no you haven't it's been hugely it's useful been the, the, the Matt Whitmore takeover <laughs> um, well yeah I, I hope there's some bits and bobs in there that you guys have found um, useful I hope that uh, you feel empowered I suppose is the best way to, to kind of now go forth make positive change and do it on your terms you know like don't don't believe that you need to follow a specific diet. Don't believe that you have to be super restrictive or you've got to give your diet a label. You know, there's more ways to be healthy. There's more ways to lose weight that don't involve any of those things. So, and we can help. So, you know, you can always give us a shout if yeah. you want, you know, on social media and that. We'll do our best to help you where we can. Awesome. Is that it? Yeah. We, we're going to do you next, aren't we? We are. Wow. Gosh. You're going to try and beat this length yeah, of I episode. Yeah, I am. I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it oh. my own personal challenge. Well, I'm quite looking forward to this interviewing you. Oh, really? It'll be fun. Go on then. I'll have a little think. <laughs> um, so, guys, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you in episode 156. Bye-bye. See ya. See <laughs> ya.